Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the great state of Michigan, on the west side of the state of Bright Nairn, Lake Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Thank you, Buzzsprout, for just to be in my podcast to anybody out there from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to other podcast shows broadcast uh, distribution stuff out there yes i'm not making a lot of sense right now well folks we're going to talk about sports guy and sports guy is with mr sean you are so blessed to have me today just kidding it's a nice beautiful day here in michigan and it's sun is shining again yeah it is it is it, it is nice well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls besides the fact that ohio state is uh is killing Illinois as we're watching it. Son of a gun. Anybody that put anything into it, uh, you probably are hoping that Ohio State slows down. But we are also watching Maryland versus Northwestern, and that's a good game, 42-41. So the Big Ten is on, and they it seems like a lot of these networks, well, obviously one's on the Big Ten network, but CBS has, has, has this on. Well, there's Jay Wright, the old uh, Villanova coach. I can't believe he retired. But sorry about being distracted. But CBS has got the Big Ten on, and it seems as though the Big Ten is the most exciting conference as of right now. Because why? Why? You know why? Because we have the most teams usually in the March Madness tournament because we're consistent. We may not have star flashy players that leave once every year from Kentucky or Kansas or any other team out there like Duke, Sean's favorite team, by the way. I hate that team. Yeah, you know he loves it. I always it. will. But, but he is right um, with the Big Ten. I mean, every single year, even if we get bounced, we get bounced in the first or second round, we do put in eight or nine teams every year. I know it's – Sucked that we haven't won a national championship in the Big Ten since 99-2000, the Michigan State Spartans, which absolutely laid an egg in the last few seconds of 55 seconds to blow a game against Iowa, which has got to be one of the worst embarrassing chokes. I would not have wanted to have been in the locker room with Izzo last night. Hey, I will say that. Hey, I, okay, so I was out with my, one of my friends or our friends, and we ended up going to the restaurant down in Wyoming, Michigan. And uh, we're just going to call it Manelli's because that's what it is. It's Manelli's Italian restaurant. And as the game's on with about three minutes ago, you see Michigan State trumping all over Iowa. And Iowa just seems can't make anything for that split second. But with a minute and a half to go, they're down by 13, and out of nowhere, Iowa shows up and hits three-pointers and hits more three-pointers. And then, of course, Iowa's following Michigan State. And, and, missed, and Michigan State is missing every single free throw. No, they're not. No, they weren't. In the beginning of that first and a half minutes, from up to the point about with about – five seconds. No, no. No, I was watching that game. They made all their free throws. It's the thing that about it, though, is that – Iowa kept shooting three pointers out of their rear ends, and they were, they were making them. Right. So, so yeah, exactly. So Michigan State, they're hitting their free throws until about three and a point. No, I bet 
about 5.5 seconds left. They, then the, the guy is missing one out of the two free throws. And then Iowa goes on a little rampage again and hits a tie, a tie ending three point. And it, it's like night and day. It's like Michigan State forgot that they were playing basketball and still participating in that game. It almost felt like Michigan State thought, well, we won this game. This game's over. We can go home and chill out. It didn't happen. It went to overtime, and Iowa had the momentum, and it was over as a Michigan State fan. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I've never seen Izzo so mellowed out. I'm I'm not used to seeing that. I have never seen Izzo with that facial expression like he didn't know what to do. Well, that you kind of did when Michigan played Michigan State after the shooting. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about this game in itself. I'm just saying he was mellow. Yeah, know, that, but I feel I feel like this game is like kind of game like you know you just kind of have to. It was difficult, I think, to watch that game for any state fan. And I was uh, sitting next to two state girls that didn't go to state. It was just state fans. So I I put my two cents with that, and then I said to her, every time I come to this bar, Manelli's, I show up and State's playing and they start losing. <laughs> Sorry. The, the bad thing is we're seventeen and eleven, and we the next two games are supposed to be, uh, give me games, but they're not going to be give me games because both of them are, on the road. Well, maybe Ohio State's at home. Uh, well, the next one's on on the road against Nebraska. And Nebraska has won five straight games. They're 15 and 14. They're playing really, really, really well right now. And we could, we could honestly lose to Nebraska. It's pretty sad. Um, that would put us at 17 and 12. And then, I mean, I'm hoping that we beat them. But then that's 17 and 12. And then we have Ohio State. And the way Ohio State's playing right now, they're playing with a well. They're playing with a lot of freshmen, a lot of heart, large soul. They're playing with a lot of energy. This Ohio State the last three, four games, they have nothing to lose because at least they're the Ohio. St- sorry, at least the Ohio State game is at home. So even if we lose to Nebraska, we'll be eighteen and twelve. Yeah, but that still sucks. But still, Nebraska is not a good. I mean, Nebraska they may just win that game just because. That's why the, I said 15, because, 14. because they may just have so much heart. But anyway, huge wins last night, right, Andre? Huge wins, Two huge wins. Teams. Arizona State University beats Arizona, number seven seed, and they beat them with a 64 as a beater. It was amazing watching that uh, live. It was fantastic. Huge upset. Uh, there is no way on God's green earth now. Arizona State is in the NCAA tournament. They were talking about them being on the bubble at 20-9. and I don't care if it was a 60-footer. It even makes it more exciting that it was a 60-footer in Arizona, not at Arizona State. They were on the road, and they stole it from number seven. And the ironic thing about that game, they might have gut-punched the University of Arizona from a number one seed. Yes, yes, number one. Now they might have dropped to a two. Yes. Well, you know, that's why the NCAA is worth watching. It's not like the NBA. It's boring. Every game it values something to it. Every game has a value. Like North Carolina finally got their heads out of their asses or rear ends. I mean, I'm sure it smells up there. But Huge game last night. Huge against game. Against number six, Virginia. Yeah. And I can point to this again 
Just like Arizona blowing that game and getting lost in a, a one-two seed. Now Virginia just lost their number one seed possibly in the NCAA tournament that will start in two weeks. They're moved down to a number two. Yeah. So, so that means a lot of things are shifting. So these teams that – these number one seeds that keep losing – it gives a possibility to all the teams that are not uh, who like are like who are your Baylor, the, yeah. That uh, yeah, technically was probably going to be a th- three seed, and they knocked off Hook'em Horns Texas last night. They had to. So now Baylor could be a two seed. Exactly. So what? So what we're seeing now again, folks, is why the NCAA basketball tournament is by far the best thing out there in sports right now it is the most legit sports event besides maybe baseball that has some some relevance before we go to baseball buddy do you think this has been in the talks the last year year and a half should we move to 96 teams going to the ncaa tournament instead of 68 if you have 96 teams you're taking about 40 percent of the 300 and 50 teams that are colleges. What do you think? I think in some ways you do want to do it, in some ways you don't. The way, the reason why you want to do it is because there's 300 teams out there. So if that number is correct, about 40%, then it makes sense to have that many teams in the tournament based on how many schools are out there. However, the, the reason why you don't want to have that is because that means any team with a 50% record 500 record they could get in it and then the upsets games don't really have any type of value anymore so, so the sorry, 13 and 14 i threw a bigger number than i was supposed to uh 96 divided by 350 would be about 27 percent with what we have right now 64 out of 350 is only 18 percent. so it would be a nine percent jump though yeah it would be a nine percent jump but i just i just feel that the NCA, the reason why they would do it is because they're trying to make more money through the more weeks. So instead of the, so instead of starting on Thursday, they would start on Wednesday, which is kind of, look, I'm gonna be honest with you, it'd be kind of BS because not anybody can get out of work every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for those games in itself, because the first three games, I mean, the first two days, all those tournaments are the most important well they're not the most important but the, the, the most viewed so if someone like me takes a thursday and friday off it's great because i can sit around and watch the first two round the first rounds and the second round is on saturday and sunday so what do you what does that mean you, does that mean that the second round ends on monday night or does that mean that second round still ends on sunday sunday night so it's I think I think they should not jump to 96. I think they should jump to like 81 or something because you no know, 82 has got to be an even number. Somewhere there you're just not going to get involved on a Sunday night and then you still have the second round going into Monday night or it, it, to me I get it the NCAA needs to make more money but I don't think I just, I don't so the know. The NCAA tournament starts, I think, almost exactly on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, it does. Around there. It does. Um, which means conference tournaments are coming up, a.k.a. actually tomorrow, Monday, is already starting. The Atlantic Sun Belt, there's only two games. I mean, I'm not – I mean, 
And then, obviously, next week we'll have the ones that matter, Gonzaga, you know, Pac-12, the Big Ten, and all that stuff, and then right leads right into the NCAA. So let's talk about one little thing. So St. Patty's Day. Sean has gone without any lick of alcohol for 61. That is true, 61 days sober. So he's going to be celebrating St. Patty's Day with a cup of tea like the Brits or a cup of coffee like the Americans. Or Mountain Dew. Or Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, he loves Mountain Dew. So that in itself is something that if you are struggling with your addiction or alcohol or drugs, uh, reach out to anyone that's out there to listen to you. And there's a – yep, and you're welcome. You're welcome. So let's talk about – let's see. Maybe we'll talk about the money – basketball for NCAA. So we got North Carolina and Florida State. And both of them had huge victories. We did not touch on Miami. Uh, or, sorry, Florida State yet. Oh, yeah. Florida State hit a buzzer beater to beat the Miami Hurricanes, which is either 13 or 16. 13 seed. Yeah, 13 in the state. They came back from a 25 point deficit to upset Miami. And it's an in, in state rivalry. So. Again, you would assume Miami kind of fell asleep. Maybe they were too happy dorky moment, like putting your pointing their fingers at Florida State. But it's an in-school state. And look, as we're watching this game between Illinois and Ohio State, Illinois is crawling back, folks. It's down to seven. They were down almost seventeen points. Look, um, but this game tomorrow night, Florida State, North Carolina. It would be a devastating loss for North Carolina, but at the same time, they've clinched it. Florida State wants to ruin people's lives. and um, <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that is Miami losing was devastating. Florida State has nine wins on the season. They're 9-15 and 15 or 9-16. and 16. That's god-awful. But they just made, with Miami losing... A 13 seed is usually a four or a five seed. Yeah. They might have dropped to a five or seven seed. Yeah. And yeah. North Carolina's win yesterday against Virginia could put them out at eight and nine. But if yeah. Florida State somehow, it's a home game for Florida State, it might be senior day, it might not be. Um, but if they beat North Carolina, I've, uh, North Carolina's a lock now, even if they lose to Florida State. It don't matter. They're in. They're, but they could fall to a 10 seed or an 11 seed, and instead of being a lock and playing on Thursday or Friday, which you mentioned on March 17th or March 18th, yeah. they may be playing Tuesday in a play-in game against who knows who. Yeah, and that kind of sucks. For any team that has to do that, there was a couple of years ago that Michigan State had to do that, and they didn't come out of that game. But sometimes it works for your Virginia Commonwealth, making it all the way to the Final Four or one year under... Uh, the great UConn, Kimball Walker, coming out and makes oh, it to yeah. a final four. I remember four. that. I remember so that. So a yep. first four in, yep. maybe get some momentum, but nobody wants to play on day one. No, I mean, who's watching that game anyways, right? Tuesday night, everyone's trying to go to bed on time. And then we'll talk about the Baylor at Oklahoma State game. Now, Oklahoma State is on a four-game losing streak, and Baylor just beat Texas. In-school rivalry, that's got to be a good thing for for, for Baylor. I mean, that's great for sports, too. And like I mentioned earlier, it bounced them probably instead of being a three or four seed, now they're a two seed. Exactly. So, having that type of coach on your squad, I mean, he knows what he's so doing. So, Baylor will win tomorrow night. 
And, I mean, North Carolina, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Don't get embarrassed. Don't let Florida State beat you. I mean, Florida State has nothing to play for other than to destroy you and have you play on Tuesday, which is something in itself, but do your job. Just do your job. Hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Let's just let's hop over to the NBA. The Bucks have a hell of a winning streak. 13, baby. 13. And this is without the main man, Greek the Freak, Giannis. I can't even pronounce his name. Right. You want to know why? It's because of Bobby Portis, baby. <laughs> Bobby Portis. That's his name. <laughs> Former Arkansas Razorback. Hey, man, I'm telling you. Who needs a Greek the freak? They should just trade him. He just sits the bench like Kevin Durant now. I mean, what is this? Totally Kevin Durant. Middleton gets hurt, too. Yeah. This this Bucks team, between the injuries, between Middleton and freaking the freak, and then you got, God knows, the person I'm just about to mention right now, Grayson Miller. I censored that. Allen, that all he is known for is being the triple trifecta of tripping people from college at Duke to oh. two at Utah. And they're winning games, folks. Yeah, that guy's a that that guy's a, a that dick. guy that guy's a yeah, that guy's a jerk. Come on. You're tripping people. I mean I mean you're a re- a bad representation to the Detroit Bad Boys or, or or to the Celtics of the eighties or even like the seventy sixers of the eighties. You're not if you're going to trip somebody, why don't you just punch them in the face first, then see what would happen if you do that. Come on, don't be a coward. Don't be a douchebag. Wait a second. He's from where? Duke? Grayson Allen. Douchebag. Douchebag. No, that's like the team. Oh, what they would say, like, like what they would say by Ric Flair. Woo! Let's try. Uh-oh. This thing got too loud. Yep. So we got that a little bit too loud. We just start screaming in the microwave and the mi- microwave and the microphone. <laughs> microwave. Jeez, I'm not even drinking. I'm not even high. All right. All right. And then also we'll talk about the Boston Celtics buzzer beater over the seventy sixers. I mean, it was a that was that was a game I watched. That was a game that Tatum hit his last the last second shot and then Ebum. He hailed a, a 55-60 footer about a split second too late. He made it, but it didn't count. So that game in itself is. So you know more about this game than I do. Uh, I referee uh, grade school basketball um, for the Y, and I was up since 4.30 yesterday morning. Uh, I, even though games started at 8 o'clock, I just woke up early. So I don't know much about this game. Um, I woke up this morning and saw that they won because I was in bed before 9.30 last night. I didn't even watch the Indiana Hoosiers game. Yeah, I mean, that game, I mean, I saw that game. It, that was amazing. I went to bed early too, but shoot, that was an amazing game. That was something that they, the NBA used to be like where the defense was there, the players were not scoring, a, the teams are not scoring 150 points each. There's just defense. That's what the NBA really needs is more defense. Have your do your studies, learn the zone defense, learn how to manage the star players, and then have the other team beat you. Unfortunately, the 76ers are in a, kind of in the in the field where they're just good, but they're not. I don't think they're going to get over the hump. 
I don't see them in the NBA Finals. I just don't. I think the Greek, the Freak, and the and the Bucks are just. I mean, there's so many role players for the Bucks that you you don't even need the guy out there. You, that team's already beating you without him. And they in got it. the cancer Harden. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Seventy Sixers. I mean, why don't you just Seventy Sixers should trade Harden to Phoenix. Reunite <laughs> Kevin Durant. I, they can't afford it there. But you want to know that something? I mean, funny as much as he, uh, Harden hated Houston, they're talking about a re, reunite a nation of going back to Houston. That's stupid. Come on, come on. Go back to Oklahoma. Bring Westbrook with you. Okay. And have the trio. And then Kevin we'll, Durant won't go back there. No, he won't. But if that did happen, that'd be kind of funny. I would think they should go back there to prove to everybody that they w- could win that team. How about no Kevin Durant? I say go with Harden and Russell Westbrook, and you have Shy. Shy is a stud. He's putting up four, oh, 40, yeah. 50 points. And they still have Dort. I mean, oh, yeah, you don't yeah. need KD. You bring yeah. Russell Westbrook and you bring in Harden and Shy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, we might have to think about that. Sometime sooner or later. All right, let's talk about the a little bit about the NFL. Broncos. Broncos are confused by the guy with the last name Lombardi. They actually think it's the guy that led the Green Bay Packers in the early sixties to the first two Super Bowls. Uh Joe Lombardi. This guy a former Detroit Lions, Lions? Coach, uh, correct? I, yeah. I don't follow them very often, but I'm pretty sure he was there. Yeah, I mean, he was there, and he did a horrible job. And they, I mean, if your last name is, if your last name is Lombardi, you have a job, I guess. I mean, if my it's last, guaranteed. If I have, if my last name is Presley, you better just put me in a microphone you, and start. Do you want to know why it's guaranteed? Why? Because I know I'm switching a little bit of subjects yeah. here for a second. Yeah. But the grandson of Lombardi. Yeah was playing for Michigan State a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And he is terrible. And we, oh, did, we, yeah. we benched him, and yeah. now he went to um, Northern Illinois. Oh, I yeah. I think he's already – he either played – this is either his junior year or senior year. Um, they might have actually won a MAC championship last year. So kudos oh. to Lombardi. But your, my point being is if you have the name, his kids, his grandkids, even the – you know, his grand, the grandkids of the famous Lombardis, great grandkids, even if they are average, and probably if they're able to wipe their ass in the, <laughs> when they are 18, will have at least a JUCO school scholarship. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, that does make sense. I mean, I just think, I just think it's a bit odd that you're hiring somebody, but and then your defense coordinator. For the Broncos. Vance Johnson used to be the head coach, yes. And he did a horrible job and he was, as a head coach, and he did a horrible job I, as a defense coordinator. Be, and while, now, we're, while we're dissing Lombardi for a second here, I might want to give a little bit of praise. He was the offensive coordinator at San Diego Chargers. And he did help Justin Herbert. Oh, come on. Justin Herbert needs help. Okay. He needs an offense coordinator that understands his arm. You. He needs someone that understands his arm. He need look, Herbert needs players who don't get hurt. And I'm gonna tell you this. This is a this is a same old story about every quarterback. If you want your receivers to stay on the football field, 
don't throw the football in his zone area where the other free safety is going to have a free shot at your at the receiver. That's why these guys get hurt. This is why Calvin Johnson got hurt. This is why all these guys from the Chargers and the Rams and a Kipe, Cooper Cup got hurt. You're just leading him. You're leading the receivers in a zone where they're going to get a free shot. Think about this. Stafford of the Rams, he did that to Kelvin Johnson. Where's Kelvin Johnson? He's on the beach side smoking marijuana and making plants for that stuff. Right? <laughs> That's what he's doing. I'm serious. He's smoking a lot of weed, and he's selling a lot of weed to the people in Detroit. I don't know. Maybe not people in Detroit. But, but now think about this. Now he's with the Rams, Stafford, and now Cooper Cup had multiple concussions last year. And this probably will be his last year. I am, I am uh, putting out there because you know why? He's already won a Super Bowl. He knows that Stafford is going to kill him and he's going to destroy his career throwing the football right, right in front of a safety. I mean, learn how to be like Tom Brady, protect your quarterback, be like Joe Montana, protect your receivers. I mean, come on. So we do have to add one other thing here. Um, basically, uh, there was a promotion or a new job for another uh, coordinator. Um, he gets uh, his second stint with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Who people kids? from um, the NFC East. Or no, sorry, the, the NFC North. Ooh. Lions and the Bears and the Packers and the Vikings should know this name. And the one person, then one team that should really know it is the awful Chicago Bears. The um, Bears, the Bears. Matt Nagy is going to be the offensive coordinator for the baby goat at Kansas City. Why? Why would you do that to him? Are you kidding me? KC is going to have the offense coordinator for for this former Bears coach, and he has he has Justin Fields, and Justin Fields almost died on the football field. Literally, not literally. Well, Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to be taught; he's already taught. But how he are you going to have to listen? He'll make his own decisions. Yeah, but I mean, just imagine it, if you're the offense coordinator, you make a horrible decision of what play call you make, but and then mean- and then. And then let's say you have Mahomes change the play call 35% of the time in the, of the football game. But do remember this. This is the second stint, so he's already been there, so Kansas City does like it. Oh, all right. All and right. Illinois just pulled within two with nine minutes and 55 seconds left in the game. It's 49-47. So you know what that means. Anybody who's picking this game over under or plus negative based on what team you picked, you're in a good hand in some ways. If you're going over, you might be in a situation where you're hoping that you stop slowing down the game a little bit. But just saying. Just saying. Well, and Northwestern's falling apart. We're watching that one, too. It's 64-51. to 51. Yeah, on the road. It's a tough to keep that streak going, Northwestern. They're, I, I would imagine that team is running out of steam. Yeah. Well, they're in the dance for the second time under Chris Collins. We've mentioned that multiple times. So this is a this is a game that they really kind of need. They don't really want to lose to Maryland because Maryland's not seeded. And but they're 19-9. Maryland's a good team. They're going to bank for the dance. Yeah, so both. And again, but the Big Ten's out there again, popping up. We have an opportunity 
we'll, to get 10 teams in. But the factor is we'll probably only be allowed eight. Yeah, yeah, and Michigan is on the bubble. Correct. Michigan's going to have to beat the hell out of everybody, and they play against Wisconsin. Today. And today, and the problem with that, it's folks, and it's at home, but Michigan, the last game that they played, they only scored like 50, 60 points, and they didn't play that well. It, I just – Michigan is a very – I think that team is struggling just as much as Michigan State, but at least Michigan State can score points on a consistent basis. I mean, and I mean I, that. I mean, I don't know. I just it'd be in their star player Howard is probably out this game, so I don't see that going over one twenty nine. Their uh, bet GM and FanDuel has them close to it. So just going from that point, you probably, I didn't look up that stat today. I did because I was looking at BetMGM and FanDuel because because I like to try to win, and I'm a loser most of the time. But who cares, right? It's gonna come. It comes someday. Well, we're gonna talk about the Lift Golf League again because you know why? Because all the star golfers are not on PJ. Tour and they're not on CBS, NBC, or any other broadcast besides the CW. CW just picked up the contract for Liv. Now, I guess by by what I was reading, they've picked certain tournaments for them to be on the CW. You can watch the Live Golf League on Live Golf League, no LiveGolfPlus.com. However, saying that. I still think it's really weird that Rory has such a negative attitude towards his European uh, counterparts, and he just loses friendships over two different leagues. Would it really matter what league you're in? Does it really matter where you're going? You're playing golf. So I come to find out that the Live has extended 14 more Extra tournaments worldwide and in some of the United States, they went from 150 million to 450 million, 405 million this year, as a net. Uh, I would call it a net gross. Thimmingjing for disputing more money to, to for TV time. This is why I said CW agreed to this contract. I do think that Cam. The what do you call it? The British Open champion, and I cannot Cameron uh, Smith. He is actually going to be participating in the in the British Open because the British Open, the Masters, which is coming up in less than a month, well, just over a month because we still got to go through March. They're going to have to beg and pray for that these. Justin Johnsons and this and these other Sergio, even the Sergio kind of sucks, but Justin Johnson and, and and Phil come back for that tournament. Look, if the Masters allow these players to come back, they're going to be in a situation where it's going to happen, where they're going to have to reconstruct the contracts for all these big time golfers, and they're going to look. I feel like Kopka is going to go back to the PGA. 
because he's not going to be a team player like what we talked about last time. He wants to play his own Kepka thing. Kepka doesn't like it over there. No, and because he's not, he's not a Saudi Arabian. He's not. He's a just probably a white Dutch kid who plays golf, and he looks like a linebacker. He looks like his little brother of of, of Kelsey that decided that they didn't want to know physical contact. Just says a lot about that big guy. So. Other than live, obviously we got the final round that's in progress right now, the Honda Classic. Um, the leaders are at hole one, getting ready to tee off right now. You got C. Kirk at minus 13, E. Cole at minus 11, and then you have R. Jared and J. Sue. Uh, both rounded out of the top three and four at minus 10. Everybody else after that, I guess you could throw in minus nines in there. So Lowry's still in it and a couple other people. But I don't think anybody uh, other than four strokes back really has a chance. But think about this. We talked about three or four guys that I don't even know. And I'm not even watching. You know who Lowry is. Well, I know Lowry. Yeah, but he's one. But he's one of the only ones in there. Roy is not in that tournament, right? Yeah, because it's a Honda Classic. Nobody cared. Like yeah, see. I'm, but it's the final day, and since we were talking about Liv, you got to at least talk the about PGA it. PGA Tour, yeah, of course. Let's hope, let's hope that, that they've figured out how maybe have a team thing going. What I think what they should do is whatever school you went to, college, you should be part of that team. Or wherever you grew up. So it's a regional thing. So if you're from the Midwest, your teammates are from the Midwest. If you're from the south, southeast, your teammates are going to be from that area where it becomes a regional thing. Golf really does, the PGA really does need to change something so that people like me or people that don't golf will see and watch it. It would be good for fantasy, fantasy golf league is what it would be. You take your best players, you put them together. I'm sure... I guarantee you there'll be a couple more guys from Live that are going to go back to the, P- the PGA Tour. I almost, almost would almost consider Justin, think, Johns- Justin Johnson's the type of guy that probably would come back because he's not a Saudi Arabian. He's, not, he's just not a European kind of guy. So you know I play golf too, and I, you know it's an up-down game, but what is the PGA going to do no matter what? You know, we don't start watching it unless they're down in Arizona and it's a random tournament, and most of the time they don't play, you know, December all the way until this – it's like the, they have like four or five months off. I guess it's like October, the end of October all the way till February before the next tournament is played in the PGA – and then every time the PGA goes on, you got to watch it for four days. But you don't have to watch it for four days because it doesn't matter until the last day because not – I mean, people that are – Well, I think – What's going to make it better? That's my point. No, I think the problem with the PGA Tour is that they have too many average players who are on that tournament that are not good enough to be in the PGA. And I think the problem is that when you have – 175 golfers show up, it doesn't mean anything besides the top 50 golfers in the world. So if you, if you make it so that it becomes a, 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 an, an elite league where you only have 60 of the best golfers, 
then you can actually watch it for four days in a row. And maybe they should almost do match play, or maybe they should do stroke, like match play where you're not playing all 72 holes. So if some guy is losing to another guy and there's only three holes left and he's losing by five strokes, you stop right there and then that way you can go to the next uh, the team underneath them. So you always are televising something that's uh, on the top of the charts instead of the bottom of the charts. No one's watching... No one's watching the last 13 guys on the bottom seed to watch see if they're going to make the extra $2,000 or not. That's not important to golfers who are watching the golf. It just isn't. Maybe people who are family members are interested and see how much money they make extra. But golf, golf needs to change it where it's team effort. Need to change it where you're not televising bad golfers. And you know what? The Live Golf League has cut a couple of guys that came over from the PGA Tour because they weren't good enough. So maybe they're, I mean, maybe Live is doing something properly. On the last note about baseball, we're going to make this short and sweet. My man from the Padres, last name, help me out with his last name. Machado. Machado has. Organize a new contract for three hundred and fifty million, which was last time was three hundred million. So extra fifty million for an extra year, I guess. Don't know why would you do that. I don't know. Maybe they think he's gonna be great when he's forty two. Why would you do that? I don't and none of these contracts when they go big contracts have worked out. They haven't. No. I mean, look no. at Alex Rodriguez didn't work out. Pujols didn't work out. Cabrera. Cabrera didn't work out. No. Um Right now, Bryce Harper's not working out. The Phillies haven't won a championship. I mean, yeah, they made it to the playoffs, did a little bit better. Well, they went to the World Series. Yeah, but they still lost. Yeah, but still, having Bryce Harper back, and I was watching that series. Well, look at the podcast. He, he did. Tahees has a massive contract, not well, working out. No, because, well, that's because he, he took steroids. Yankees. Stanton. I ain't working out. Yeah, Stanton. Stan, I, I just think. So the big contracts most of the time don't work. Yes, yeah. Philly finally made it to the gosh dang World Series. But once again, what happened to Bryce Harper when he left Washington? The Ooh. Nationals won the World Series. So they shoved it up as pooper. And he still doesn't have a ring. Yeah, maybe maybe Bryce Harper. I, I like Bryce Harper. but I, I do too. But I just think maybe he's a, not the energy kind of guy. He's too much of a, I wouldn't say jerk, but too much of a self-absorbed kind of guy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But but going back to the Padres, Tadis Jr., if he can stop taking steroids or whatever PD or whatever he's using, that team has a better chance of winning the World Series. I think they got – and they got Juan Soto. So they – I mean, that team is loaded. I think that team is going to be the team to beat. Again – I didn't really look at the pitching staff, where the pitchers are going. But pitching will win you a World Series. A bullpen will get you to the playoffs. Starters will get you the wins. All right, folks. Thank Illinois you. Illinois down by one with six minutes to go. Oh, well, no. Man. Basket just made. Make it three. Three points to go. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to this Crazy Dre podcast show. Thanks, Sean, for hopping on on the boat again. Enjoy the Michigan game in like 20 minutes. 20 minutes, folks. Hopefully you all watch that game, too. 
Hail to the victors. Hey, do you know the Michigan State theme song? I, I don't either. All right. For <laughs> only Michigan fans can say that about State. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, thank you for Buzzsprout for distributing my stuff. Thank you for my listeners out there. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and crazydrepodcastshow.com at Gmail. Let me know what I'm doing, right or wrong. All right, I'm out. Peace.